Oh, hey, Queen, how's it going? Welcome back to the Note to Self podcast. Today's episode is a special little number because we are taking a sneak peek inside the Thrive Group. Now, Thrive is closed for the rest of the year, potentially. Sorry about me, by the way. My voice is like a little bit croaks central today. Um, But we are taking a sneak peek inside one of the Thrive calls that I do with my queens every week. And I feel like it is The topics in this call were based on two questions that I was asked in the Facebook group. And they're two such powerful questions that I feel like we couldn't gatekeep. Do you know what I mean? We had to let them out into the world. And we are deep diving into some crazy important topics. And so if you want more information about these topics, then eyes glued to my Instagram, please, because I have something even bigger, even better, even sassier, even more fabulous than Thrive launching very, very soon. And you will get all the details first over on my Instagram. So if you're not already following me, hun, I don't know like what you think you're doing, but get over to my Instagram right now and follow me. It is Thrive with Jojo on Instagram. And if you loved this episode, I would be so bloody grateful if you could give it a review on your podcast app and then head over, screenshot this episode, head over to Instagram and tag me in your stories. We need the world to hear what we've got to say. Do you know what I mean? So let's spread some love. Let's spread some happiness and let's spread the word on self-acceptance and self-care. So without further ado, I'm going to let you crack on with the episode. Go and have a fabulous, fabulous week and I'll chat to you soon, Queen. Okay. Oh no. Okay, we've just got a message from Laura in the chat. Going to be late, still got to make tea. Um, want the rest of the night as a Monday me night. Ah, oh, good for you, Laura, when you're watching this back. Okay, first question. Oh, and everybody loves this question, Poppy. Um, okay, how do we combine self-love slash compassion, mental side of things, with the still wanting to prioritize results? Love this. It is a good question. Okay, I know getting those results is self-care, but I much prefer the sleep baths and chocolate. Same. Okay, so I, funnily enough, I have a post on this exact topic scheduled for either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on whether I can like find a cute photo to go with it or not um, by tomorrow. But yeah, correct, Hayley. Best question ever indeed. Right, I'm actually, because... I have the definition of self-care <laughs> and you're going to be miffed because it is not the definition that you're after. Do you know what I mean? In fact, no, yeah. Okay. I am pinned. Um, so the definition, you guys, you're going to be mind blown. Definition. The, okay. Is it the Oxford? Yeah. The Oxford, which is like the legit dictionary definition of self-care. I actually can't. You're Okay. I'm just going to tell you. Noun. (laughs) Okay, noun. The practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. What, excuse me? There, why is there no mention of chocolate bubble baths and face masks? Who knew? Disgusting behavior. And then the second little sub-definition is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Do you see? Like self-care, rudely enough, isn't bubble baths, face masks, chocolate, chilling on the sofa watching Netflix. However, Instagram, and I guess the world, has 
<clears throat> did you hear that i just nearly died on my own breath one second please wow self-care has been coined by the fitness industry and by people on instagram and influencers and things like that as this like well, well that's just rude where's the wine self-care right like annoying but the problem is is we've decided to put it into this category of like I guess this excuse to not go after the things we really need to do to protect our own mental and physical well-being but the true definition of self-care is not like not doing all of those things, it's actually doing all of those things. And that is why so often I refer to self-care as self-parenting, because it isn't necessarily about like putting off a lot of self-care in the new world, you know what I mean by that, is like kind of um, making excuses um, and uh, giving yourself a reason to do nothing and to procrastinate. And that's a huge problem because it means that we don't then um, kind of get off our butt and actually go for what we want. Do you know what I mean? And actually go after the stuff that's important to us and actually do the things that will benefit us. And right now, coming back to self-care as a form of self-parenting versus you know, the wine, the chocolate, the bubble baths, the face masks, all of that sort of stuff is going to be really powerful for you because you'll start to understand that actually it's not a case of having to choose between prioritizing my goals, prioritizing my health and self-care. It's more so being able to marry those things together to know that actually doing those things is self-care. And like you said in your question, Poppy, it was like, I know that, you know, prioritizing my goals is self-care, but I much prefer the other stuff. And it's like, all of that has a place. All of that has a purpose. So if for one night, for example, Laura did a great thing today. And literally the post that I've just read out to you guys was like, I'm not going to make the call tonight because I'm prioritizing me and my own space and having Monday night me time. And like, that is an excellent form of self-care. Yes, it could be important to come to this call because that might help give a little bit of a rocket up your ass it might get a little bit of like that pep talk going it might give you a bit of a burst of motivation to really smash your week but also knowing when to lean back and have ease and be able to take that time out to prioritize your own personal rest might be the most important thing for you and so when you're making the decision between I don't know like your your head self-care and your head self-parenting I want you to just ask the question which is more important to me right now like easy as that and even with anything in your life like ask yourself that question what is more important to me right now and this goes back to kind of values based coaching really and values based um goal setting is like with anything that you do if it is say for example you're going out with your friends this evening but you know you've got a really important deadline to hit in the morning and like something needs to be done before tomorrow work day and you know that if you go to this um like lunch brunch dinner whatever with your friend you're missing out a lot of time when you could be doing that work for tomorrow right all you've got to do, the easiest thing you can do is just ask yourself, what's more important to me right now? Building connections and relationships with my friends or getting this deadline work done so that I can progress in my job. Simple as that. Like break it into those really simple options. What is more important to me in this moment? And it might be 
building connections with my friends. Cool, fine. You actively make that decision and you go for the lunch or dinner with your friend. If it is actually, no, I really need to do this work for tomorrow. You can explain that to your friend in a way that is like, thank you for the offer. Thank you for the invite. I really need to get this deadline done for work. I'm going to pass on today, but I'd love to meet you for lunch tomorrow. Right? And then that decision becomes so much easier to make because not only have you prioritized what's important to you, but you've actively made the decision. And that's the key thing is actively making the decision, especially sometimes with self-care, we tend to go into the, we tend to choose it as a default mode and fall into it rather than it being, I've actively chosen to sit and do nothing or to have this wine or to go and have a bubble bath or to whatever. But instead we, we tend to um, fall into the, I don't want to do anything. I can't be bothered to do anything. So I'm going to sit on the sofa and do nothing. But it's like, actually, we don't tend to choose to do that. We just do it. And then we feel guilty for it. And then we beat ourselves up for it. And so if you're actively making the decision, then you know where your priorities lie. And it that and it automatically makes it okay. And it automatically removes that guilt that you feel that you tend to attach to not doing the thing or doing the opposite thing of the thing that you should have been doing right? Yes, this is so true. My priorities change week to week and mostly I'm okay with it. As you know, as you'll know, I've been a bit of a dick. Why was I going to like stop saying dick (laughs) to myself this week and slip back into perfection mode? You were so right in my feedback. Yeah. And this is it. Like as long as you're actively making that decision, you're choosing what's most important to you in that moment. It doesn't matter what decision you make. Like quite a lot of you guys this week actually have kind of hit that um you've I guess come over the hill a little bit this jump is very annoying you kind of come over the hill a little bit of being able to make those decisions you see my boyfriend in the background let me move that so that he's not like violating his privacy um so you're actively making the decisions rather than being like oh I feel so bad because I did xyz you're saying I chose to do x And I'm really proud of myself for not beating myself up for not choosing why. And like, huge, that is a huge breakthrough. And so many of you guys are starting to make those decisions and actively make them. And that is music to my ears and it sets my soul on fire and I am so happy about it. But when it comes to self-care, it is just about weighing up your priorities, priorities and choosing what's best for you in that moment. And that might well be sitting on the sofa and eating some chocolate or getting a bubble bath. It might also be going for a walk because, you know, it's really important for you to just clear your headspace. Um, And so it's very easy to fall into self-care is not doing the shit I know I need to do to feel good. But it is so much more helpful, beneficial, important, powerful, empowering to be able to say, okay, what's best for me in that moment like think of it as self-parenting and you'll always make the right decision it's like you wouldn't say for example if your I don't know teenage daughter has been in her bedroom all day laying in bed because she feels like poop would you tell her yeah you keep laying in bed let me get you loads of chocolate let me put a film on for you like no you'd probably say look you know what let's get you some fresh air like let's come down have a home-cooked meal like let me cook you something really epic that's got loads of soul food in it loads of nutrients in it it's going to make you feel better and then you know what if after that if after you've done those things that I know is going to be best for you and you know is going to be best for you if you then want to go back to bed and watch tv and have some chocolate 
let's do that as well. Like you can always choose that option, but choosing self-care is choosing the option that is most beneficial for you to improve your headspace, your well-being, your mindset and your health full stop. Um, I think it keeps coming back to the intention of our decisions. Yes, more so of what we do. Yes, 100% definitely the answer I needed. I know, isn't it so annoying though? Like, I would so love to sit here and be like, yeah, self-care. If we just add a tick box to self-care and we go like chocolate, wine, cookies, ice cream. Do you know what I mean? That would be so magical. Um, But it is, it is the intention of the decision. And if you can add that intention to each decision you make, you can't, you literally can't ever feel bad for it because you've made the decision out of, out of like your conscious mind versus it being like, whoops, I made the decision. Like when you whoops, make a decision, you, you feel bad for it because you've gone, Oh, should have done this. You add so much judgment to it. You're like, I should have, I could have, I should be doing this. I should have done that. I can't believe I didn't do that. I'm so annoyed at myself. It's like, well, when you've chosen to do it, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I chose that. Like you take ownership of it. It makes you feel so much better about whatever decision you made, you know, whether it was going out this weekend and getting super duper drunk and ending up in a ditch. You're like, yeah, I chose it. Like that was the gig. That was the whole point of the weekend. Or you say, actually, do you know what? I'm going to go out for one drink because I know that I don't want to feel like crap in over the next couple of days. Again, you've actively made the decision. Um, really powerful. Like the intention behind the decision is absolutely spot on pot. Um, hopefully that answers your question. I know not the answer that you like wanted to hear, but it's definitely the answer that you guys need to hear. Um, Charlotte, I'm off food shopping. Is Charlotte here? Oh, she's still food shopping. Rude, she'll make it soon, I'm sure. Okay. Um, okay, Claire is in extension to Poppy's question. So let's go to that. Deborah agree with Poppy's question. Um, feeling like you want to lose body fat, but then being happy enough. Oh, very different vibe though. Okay, so then being happy enough and comfortable enough, you still reach for things taking you over calories. What's the balance? Ooh, okay, this is a sneaky, sneaky. I love this. Okay, so let me get my head around this question because this is the same sort of vibe in prioritizing your needs, but it's a very different way. And and actually, this is something that we go through very, very deeply with my one-to-one girls in like looking at being happy where you're at now and still having that drive to work towards a future goal. Is that what you mean, Claire, with your question? It's like being okay with the person that you are now and the life you have now and being happy and content in the skin that you're in, but also wanting to then strive for more, right? Yeah, cool. So this is something that we unpick hugely because it is a sticking point for so many of us. You think that as soon as you accept yourself right now, that it means you can't change. And we think that same as um, I was explaining this in my podcast this last week about how like when you buy clothes in your current size, it's somehow an admission that you're okay, you're comfortable and you're content being in the body that you've got and that it is an admission that you cannot change. It's like a, well, fine. I've like admitted defeat essentially. It's not like, it's it's like not being driven to lose weight as there's not an element of negativity. Yes. The, the great news about this is that you cannot change long-term from a place of shame, guilt, and hate. You can't do it because you always revert to old habits. 
was talking about this with a friend and we said about and we said about being an even better version of yourself to piss off other people. Lol, love. This is the thing though with revenge bodies and things like that. Like I did a post years ago on revenge bodies and how like you just, it's so hard to change from that place. It's a very good motivator in the moment. Don't get me wrong. Like some of my best glow ups have happened after breakups. However, mentally you're coming at it from the wrong angle. And so it's very hard to stay there once you're there because you don't, you aren't doing it for the right reason. So you're not really um, moving towards something that aligns with what you really want. You're moving, you're trying to move away from something else. So when you are trying to um, go after a goal, say your goal is fat loss, right? This is why it's so freaking important to figure out what the deeper goal is here. Because your goal for every single person here, and you will disagree with me right now, but you will agree with me in six months time. If I tell you your goal is not fat loss, you're all going to be like, yeah, but like, yeah, it is. Like it actually is though. Like I do want to lose fat. You don't want to lose fat. You can still have that as a side goal. Like that is absolutely still, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your bodies, but your goal is not fat loss. Your goal is the thing that fat loss, that you think fat loss will give you. For example, if I asked you, okay, so when you lose fat, what will you do? What will your life be like? How will your life be? Who will you become? What will be the things that you will go after that you couldn't do before you lost fat? Feel free to chuck anything that comes to mind in the chat. Like feel free to just like fire any sort of um, the things that answer that question. Like when you've lost fat, when you've got to your goal, what will you be able to do? How will it make you feel? What's gonna be the biggest win for you? How will your life be different? Chuck anything that you've got in the chat whilst I have a little sip of my drink. Oh no, I sipped too many sips in one go. Um, when you get to your goal, when you lose fat, you think that you will have an, an, it will open doors. It will open this floodgate to other things. And so, for example, a lot of my clients, when I ask this question, they'll say, oh, well, it will give me more confidence. Okay, cool. So like, what will that confidence do for you? What will you be able to do? Not make a noise when I get up off the sofa. Mate, Claire, we, are you joking? I make a noise. I've lost maybe four. No, that's a lie. 16, 14, my maths, 16, 14. Okay. I was a size 16 and I went to a size maybe eight, 10. I don't know how many that is. Like, I don't know. Straight over my head. But I still make a noise when I get off the sofa. Are you joking? I guess still, we even like, doesn't matter what size I was, I'm still gonna make noise. My boyfriend makes noise when he gets off the sofa. Let's blame the sofa. Um, Hayley, confidence. Yeah, 100%. Feel fitter and more energized. Okay, cool. So like, what's, what's there to say that you can't get to that goal without actively losing fat? You could be fitter and more energized by just changing your habits and not actively losing any fat whatsoever. Um, it does not necessarily equate to a smaller body. You could be in a smaller body and still be as fit or less fit and as energized or less energized than you are right now. It, when you're looking at these goals, 
I want you to go, okay, cool. Why do I want to be fitter and more energized? Why do I want to have more confidence? Okay, I want to have more confidence so that I can apply for the job that I really want to go for, but I just don't feel good enough to do it yet. Okay, cool. So instead of I need to lose fat to be able to apply for this job, as an example, you could say, okay, well, what do I need to do to be able to apply for this job? Well, first of all, I need to ask if there's a job going. Okay, great. Once I've asked that there's a job going, I need to figure out what qualifications I need to be able to get the job, like to be able to even be interviewed for this job. Okay, cool. I'm going to build up my competency list of I know this, that, the other. Here are my skills. Here's my knowledge. Here are my qualifications. Okay, now I need to get my foot in the door with the interview. So I just need to ask for an interview or I need to apply for the job. You know, I need to get the job application. Okay, cool. Now it's a it's not a case of being good enough and qualified enough to get into this interview. It's oh shit, I've got to do an interview. So how do we get confident enough to do the interview? Is that losing fat? Is someone going to hire me because I'm smaller or larger? I don't think so. It doesn't make any difference unless you're applying to be a Disney princess. Annoyingly, you have to be a certain waist measurement, which is so sad because I wasn't. And so I couldn't be a Disney princess. And I'm still bitter about it to this day. But if you want to be a Disney princess, apart from that, I don't think there's really many jobs that you need to apply for and be a certain like circumference or size. Anyway, tangent. <laughs> um, so say for example, you've now got the job interview and now it's a case of, oh shit, I need to get, I need to get like good enough or confident enough to go to this interview. You just have to break it down and go, okay, this is my goal. Here are the steps I'm going to take to get there. You've immediately removed all of the barriers that are like, well, I need to lose fat. I need to be smaller. I need to be fitter. I need to be healthier. It is just a case of, okay, well, now I've got the actionable steps to get to the goal that I've got. And so immediately you now know, oh, that's not actually about fat loss at all. I don't need to lose fat to be X, Y, Z. I just need to get competent or confident in the areas that I want to thrive in, that I want to exist in. And take job out of the equation, it might not be a job because that was very niche. But like, say for example, it's because you want to be able to run after your kids and play with your kids in the park, right? A lot of people have this goal to be smaller and to be healthier and to be um, more confident in their bodies so that they can live a better life for their kids. Okay, cool. So a lot of that is being fitter. Does that automatically equate to being smaller? Absolutely not. It may come along with it if you are actively um, changing your lifestyle to align with more health focused goals. But that goal isn't to lose fat. That goal is to be able to play and make memories with your kids. And when you shift the focus from I just need to lose weight to I need to be able to show up for my children. Whoa does that goal become so much more powerful? And so it doesn't, it's not now like a, this is such a chore. I hate every inch of my body. I'm disgusting. I'm horrible. I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. I'm too this, that, the other. It becomes, wow, how can I really show up for my children? Okay, to show up for my children or to be there for my children, I need to make sure that I can lift at least 20 kilos above my head so that I can pick my kids up and put them on my shoulders. Okay, great. That means I need to be able to go into the gym and lift some weights above my head. Cool. Tick that box. Or I need to be able to run after my kids in the park. Okay, cool. So maybe I need to um, get fitter by going out for more walks more often. Okay, cool. Now, now that goal of getting your steps in every day 
isn't I just need to get 10,000 steps because somebody on Instagram told me that that was the number I needed to hit to lose fat because I need to lose weight and like look cute it's now I'm going to go out for these walks because I know that these walks are directly impacting how healthy and fit I am to be able to run after my kids at the park hello puppy and so do you see how much more powerful one goal is compared to the other when you really unpick the thing you really want out of life and I think it's so important to be able to find that, again, we call it the goal setting onion, to find that goal that's behind all of those layers, because it allows you to find what you really actually deeply through to your core want out of your life, rather than saying, I just need to lose weight so that I can look cute or so that I can, you know, be a better person. It's like, okay, but why? Like, what is it about the fat loss that is going to give you this goal? And then instead of working towards fat loss, you work towards whatever that real deep goal is for you. Is this making sense? Let me know in the chat. Um, more confident already on five now than when I than I was when I just finished that. And, like, um, and I was lighter then. I love this Hayley, not just because unknown fan, <laughs> for many other reasons. Um, makes total sense, cool. Yay, and this is it Hayley. Like, this is why I'm so, so hell-bent on teaching you this stuff because it isn't and never has been about losing weight. It's just that society's picked something that they know that they can like prey on to say, you are not good enough as you are, so let's make you better. It's like, actually, we're always trying to improve, right? We're always trying to be better and taking it back to Poppy's, was it Poppy's question or Claire's question? Claire's original question of like being happy enough in your skin to still wanting more it's like the goal is never the goal I'm gonna say I'm gonna explain what I mean by that but the goal is never the goal the goal that you've got right now is not the end goal because you do not have an end goal and that's so annoying I know because we love hitting targets we love ticking boxes we love saying we smashed something but that's why it's important to celebrate every single win that you have along the way, because you never have an end goal because you are supposed to always be growing and evolving and learning and being like a little bit better every single time you achieve something. And that's why it's so important because you're never going to get there. And so if you hate yourself too along the way, then you're literally going to live your entire life miserable. But if you can learn to accept yourself and icky, love yourself along the way. I know, gross, stop it. Can't believe it came out of my mouth. Stop. But like, if you can just embrace and accept yourself right now, then the ride, uh, gross. I can't even, we need to find different words for these. But the journey that you go on to get to your end goal is so much more freeing because that end goal is, is like, okay, you die. Like, just to put it as bluntly as that, that that's the end goal. Like every single thing that you do throughout your life, you're not getting to an end goal because when you get to that, what you perceive as the end goal, you want more, you want something else. You want another goal. You're not happy where you are. And that's why it's so freaking important. It's so hard to explain because you're like, okay, yeah, but how? Like, it's so hard to explain that being happy where you're at now is the goal. Like it is the goal because if, you spend your life being pissed off until you get to the goal. You're going to be pissed off for your literal entire life. And I, I, I say that because I've spent my entire life trying to get to a goal and the goal never came. I could have been, I was a size, 
close to a six, but mostly an eight. I've been a size 16. I've been a size 12. I've been a size 14. I've been a size 10. I've been like, since I was like 13, I was having to wear like adult people clothes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like rather than like age 10 to 12 and whatever it was, kids clothes, I don't know. But like, I've always had to be in like adult clothes. And I thought, oh, if only I can be the smallest of those adult clothes, then, then my life will be great. Like if only I could be X, then I'll feel good. Like, and you just like, you're like a hamster on a wheel chasing literally nothing. And so if you can be happy right now, then you open up so much freedom to be able to achieve anything else you want. And like Claire's question, there was how do you be like, you want to be happy enough or comfortable enough right now, but still aiming for something like that drive to aim for that something gets so much bigger and so much more exciting because instead of coming at it from like a, oh, this is going to take so long. I literally am hating every second of this. Like I am so unhappy. When will I be happy? It's like, oh my God, I'm so happy in what I'm doing right now. In terms of like, I don't think about what my body looks like. I have so many other fun thoughts to think. And so my goals can be so much bigger. They can be so much more exciting. They can be so much more freeing because it's not focused on like, well, I need to be a certain size before I'm happy. It's like, I'm happy now. So I can achieve whatever I want. Does that make sense? It, it just opens up a, a new world for you. The clothes size thing just hit then. I was the same. And maybe that's where wanting to be a certain clothes size comes from. Yeah. And like, just purely the fact that literally everybody tells you that like, you, oh, you need to be X size to be accepted. Like, it's like, oh, oh the, the dream size is like a size eight or 10 or whatever. And it's like, no, it isn't, mate. Like dream size is whatever size you put on your body that looks the cutest on you. Do you know what I mean? That feels the cutest on you. Does it, it doesn't matter about what that number is in the back of it. As long as you are happy in that number. And if you removed every single other person's opinions of that number, would you still feel like that number, would you still attach a worth to that number? Like if somebody wasn't constantly telling you that a size 18 was a plus size and a, you had to go to an entirely different section or you had to go all the way to the back of the rack or that you can't be you can't be a size 18 and be happy you have to be a size 10 and be happy like if you didn't have any of those narratives creeping in would that number in the back of your clothes even matter like would it would you attach anything to it would you attach a meaning to it it's like we we just assume that like that clothes size is terrible because it's a size up from what we were two months ago, or that's a, a horrible number because it's bigger than the number that other people deem as like the perfect number. It's like, if you removed all of that, would it be? And like, genuinely, would it be? Because your answer might be, yeah, and that's cool. Like, that's okay. But that's something that you want to unpick and be like, okay, but why? Like, why is that number so important to me? Um, sizes are different in different stores. So it really doesn't define you 100%. Close sizes are bullshit anyway. Um, so the goalposts will always change. Yeah, 100%. Label me, not the size. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like this is what, so I was saying this on a post. I can't remember whose post it was the other day. Maybe Claire's. Um, saying how like, it's so hard to find like your size. Am I, I've had like a concept for a clothing brand, I guess, 
um, for years and I keep putting it off because it's like actually really hard to make a clothing brand, believe it or not. Um, and like sustainably as well, not just like cheap, fast fashion. So it's like got to have some ethics towards it. But also like if you have any sort of ethics towards it, then the price of the clothing is like £7,000 per leg of legging. Um, but I had my like idea to basically remove clothes sizes full stop. And instead of clothes sizes, like have like words. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, I don't know, like size goddess, size sassy, size beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Like little things like that. And I just feel like how much more empowered would you feel if you like went into a shop and you bought an item of clothing and, and you were like a size sassy? <laughs> You'd be like, I'm amazing like this is the best day of my life like how good would it make you feel um but anyway I can't do it but if anyone knows how to make a clothing brand then fire me a dm <laughs> um get it done yeah I love it's so cute but I'd also be so confused but confident yeah I love so I don't know we'll see it's a pipe dream we'll see if it comes to life you watch out do you know what I mean in two years time we'll have a clothing brand but anyway what was he even talking about <laughs> um so yeah in terms of being happy where you're at now and still wanting to reach your goal, if you can find that happiness and that confidence and that contentment in where you are now, then getting to a goal becomes so much easier because you remove the pressure. You remove that like, I hate myself so much, I need to change. You go, I embrace myself so much that I want to keep expanding. I want to keep growing. I want to keep leveling up because it feels so good. Do you know what I mean? Rather than it coming from that place of like resentment and hatred, it can come from a place of like happiness and growth, um, which is a, a much more empowering place to be. But I appreciate it's very hard to get there. And plot twist, annoyingly, you can't necessarily get there in eight weeks. And so this is your starting point. But we all know that this is like, exactly that it's your starting point and you've got to keep learning and keep growing and keep evolving and that for you right now might feel like that sucks because rude like I don't want to keep doing that but when you can get to a place and this is what like my course that I'm um launching really soon this is what that course encompasses it's like okay actionable things to get you to that point where all of these little mindset hurdles that you're facing right now are like the sticking points of like okay, but I hate myself. So how do I get from hating myself to accepting myself enough to remove that barrier for growth? That's what this course is going to do. Um, so do keep your eyes peeled for that. But I appreciate, I haven't really given you much info. Um, but I will, so keep your eyes peeled. Um, but yeah, that's why I wanted to do something like that because it just helps you to bridge that gap a little bit more. But anyway, I will let you guys crack on with your lies if you've got nothing else to ask me. Um, but I feel like we've had some real deep convos today and I feel like we've unpicked quite a lot of fun things. Um, so thank you for being here with me. Go and have a fabulous week, Angel Muffins. Let me know if you need anything. Um, but I love you so much. Goodbye.